Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's What's your weird story? story? Hello, Weirdsville! How are you, everyone? How are all of our friends out there in the Weirdsville area? You know, sometimes life just sends you a secret message that it just pops up in the corner of your computer screen and says, oh, look here. And then other times, it doesn't. Now, I realize that really doesn't make a lot of sense, but I'm trying to recover from a very unusual and awkward start of this episode. Hey, it's me, Adam Beebe, one of your podcasts here on the What's Your Weird Story. Probably the more awkward out of the two of us. I will throw that out there. And uh, what is your opinion on that, sir, Barry, Mr. Johnston, uh, our other co-host, and uh, and my dear, dear friend slash brother, What's up, Bear? How you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. I embrace awkward and weird. I love it. And uh, I, I mean, I, it's hard not to be awkward and weird when you're doing this, right? I mean, there's a part of you that just has to throw caution to the wind and straddle the fence of awkward slash not so awkward. Sure. Right? Yeah. I don't know. Um, you know, well, look, but we've been doing this for almost four years and I'm still doing um, kind of rambly meandering chat, but I think this is actually, it's just part of my personality. I think I probably do this out in uh, the real world oh. as it were. Yeah. Uh, when I talk to people and stuff, um, that's yeah. just, that's just me. Yeah. I am. So, yeah. So it's just a, it's just it's a conversation just magnified is all it is on yeah, a different yeah. scale I guess. But yeah, no, it's it's uh you know and that's a different it's you think about I think at least I did when we first started this like okay, how are we going to do this? How am I going to come across? How do we make this thing work and like I think the thing that we've been able to do is sort of stay ourselves. Yeah. You know, there there is that thing where we kind of light when the light bulb goes on and we're we're doing the intros and stuff like you kind of got to get into that that guy, that zone of like, hey, let's let's have some fun here. But then it's like we just talk, you know, and, yeah. and uh, that's I think that's the beauty of, of what we've done and uh, and what we've continued to do. And I can't even believe how long we've been doing this for. It's kind of incredible. So, yes. Hopefully we get better at it. I don't know. I think we've yeah. gotten better at it, right? Yeah, yeah. Look, we're 195 plus episodes in, uh, and I think that we've definitely gotten better. I don't want to go back and listen to our early episodes because I know <laughs> that they're going to be somewhat embarrassing, A cringy. Um, yeah. And I'll, I mean, sometimes going back and listening to the week, the prior week's episode is cringy. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. Dude. Um, yeah, that's so true. Especially, you know, I and I can guarantee you that I may not go back and listen to the beginning of this one. But hey, uh, Weirdsville, that's how we do it. That's uh, you know, we uh, we we try to get it all pumped up at the beginning, and then 
stumble around until we can find something. And um, so, yeah, and, you know, I mean, sometimes we we stumble into the weather, and uh, you know, we, we're that's because Barry's an old man, and that's all true. we can really talk about. No, so true, kidding. that is so true. But uh, you know, um, have you been uh, you been watching anything on the uh, streaming services or whatnot? Yeah. Yeah, we got a couple that we've been watching. We've been watching uh, Outer Range, hmm. which is um, with Josh Brolin, and it's kind hmm. of a, gosh, man, it's a Western meets sci-fi. Interesting. It's really good, man. Um, I think we're on episode six. We're as far as long as you can be. They release one each week. Um, it is really, really good, man. Has to do with I, I'm not. I don't want to say too much because I don't want to give it away. But you should you should watch it if you, if you haven't had a chance. Great acting, great storyline, and it keeps you in the dark enough, you know, to where you're just like, what is going on here, man? But yeah, so that's that's. I guess that's sort of the the main one we've been watching. How about you? What have you been watching, dude? I've been watching uh, Moon Knight, the uh, Marvel superhero that oh, series on yeah. Disney Plus. How is it? And oh, it's awesome, dude! It's nice. wild. It's crazy. It's like it's got it's equal parts Indiana Jones, and then like um, psychological thriller and um, like comic book superhero stuff. But also like there's some real crazy, you know, like David Lynch kind of things oh, going wow. on, and you don't really know what's going on yeah. and you know necessarily what's real and what's not and yeah. who's real and who's not and it's it's wild and it's 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 a uh, it's a more adult themed one so you know it's it's a little more violent and a little bit more um heavy in uh some of the storytelling and stuff it's not like you know boobs and 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 uh dongs and stuff like that it's not game of thrones right but uh it's <laughs> yeah. you know yeah but uh you know did you watch game of thrones now, you know what, dude? I, 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 I never did. I know that's like a mortal sin. I've heard so many people talk about it. I've got, embarrassingly, I've got the first three seasons on Blu-ray. I just never sat down and watched them, you know? Yeah. And everybody yeah. that's seen it just pretty much just loves it. My sister just loved it. It's just an loved it. it is incredible, but I will say this. The way that they ended it pisses you off. Yeah, no, I've heard that. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's one thing about, like, you know, my wife and I have such differing views when it comes to this kind of stuff. But, like, that that show Lost, Mm -hmm. I got so angry because I could tell that the story, right, they were literally just winging it. Yes. And that aggravates me, man, because it's like there's no payoff. You know, there's no... Um, and, and so it was like, I think with Game of Thrones, they just, there's so many other ways that they could have ended it, man. And it caused mm-hmm. such a huge uproar in the Game of yeah. Thrones, you know, fan wor- world that uh, it's polarizing. But I mean, everything leading up to that last episode, it's just really good. Yeah. If you ever have yeah. a chance, dude, you know, really should watch it. I know you'd love it, dude. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's on my list um, yeah. for sure. And, yeah. um, 
like I said, I've been, you know, lots of people telling me I need to, yeah, yeah. you know, need to watch it. Just, I don't know. Sometimes I get locked in a, a loop uh, yeah. of where I watch the certain things yeah. uh, over and over again. Yeah. And, and I'm not in the mood for, you Something know, uh, epic fantasy. Yeah, you know? I get you, dude. I, yeah. I, I, I watch a lot of, um, I mean, I watch like the Marvel stuff, but I watch a lot of comedy and yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of like sure. stuff. You know, we've talked on here about my embarrassing uh, love of, uh, well, I guess I'm not embarrassed. I'm not, uh, I'm not ashamed of my love of like, you know, old comedy sitcoms and, uh, you know, saccharine stuff like that. But, you know, uh, but also mainly a lot of British stuff that I love, the British sitcoms and everything. So, no, it's, uh, hey, I, I love that stuff too. It's, like like we've talked before, comedy's always always a good choice, you know. Yeah. For sure. Speaking of good choices, we got one today. We've got quite quite a story, a couple of stories. Um and and we want to kind of uh warn anybody out there that has issues with talking about uh drug use. We're going to get into some pretty heavy drug use here, and uh, we had a great time talking to our friend Nick, who was kind enough to hit us up. Um, he he talked to you, and uh, last moment, we made it happen, and I'm glad that we did. Yes, uh, we got today's guest is Nick from Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, and he it's you know this episode should be called Nick's Wild Ride, um, but I guess it's more than one ride; it's several, and um, it's you know yeah I guess we could preface this in saying that you know one of his he in the episode you'll hear him say this one of his idols is Hunter S. Thompson, so. You know that tells you strap, what's all you need to know. Yeah, strap yourself in for that kind of a ride. All right, Nick, we appreciate you coming on and sharing all these crazy, crazy adventures. Uh, what's your weird story? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just start, aren't I? Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> so um, I guess uh, my story is uh, the story of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Only unfortunately without the first part. Um, <laughs> so, uh, in the middle of last summer, I was uh, at a trivia night, and um, basically this was while I was already in the middle of like a three-month drug binge. But I was at a trivia night out at uh, Driver Street Bottle Shop in Greenville. This is back when I lived in Greenville. And um, one of the uh, people I was playing trivia with, they were like, hey, next weekend, you want to go to Blue Ridge Rock Fest? And I'm like, what's that? Never heard of it or whatever. It was this four-day music festival with some of the biggest names in rock and metal and all sorts of different genres and stuff. Um, you know, there was like Rob Zombie and um, Anthrax, Megadeth, uh, Cypress Hill, Tech Nine, a uh, bunch of big names. Nice, I don't know. I nice. can't think of everyone off the top of my head. That's great. But, um, yeah. you know... He had a uh, buddy of his that was going to go with him, so we had two tickets, but his buddy had to back out at the last minute. So, you know, he was like, you want to come with me? It'd be free ride, free tickets, free everything, you know, free food. We'll have to pay a dime. All expenses paid. So, of course, you know, I was doing Uber Eats at the time. I could just up and take off, do whatever I wanted. So I couldn't say no to that. Of course. So I show up to this event. I'm like, it's all free, so I'm going to provide the party favors. (laughs) I show... I show up with 
uh, 10 tabs of acid, about 15 grams of shrooms, a gram of DMT, three grams of MDMA, and eight ball of cocaine, uh, about 100 beers, uh, five packs of cigarettes, and um, my sanity. I don't know. <laughs> it's time to party. So, uh, time to party. Oh, yeah. Oh my so we man. get there the uh, night uh, before, but by the time we get there, because the night before they were doing, you know, having, because we were camping or whatever, you know, they're having, letting some people in for the uh, campgrounds, but we knew we were going to make it in time for the, I think it was like a 6 or 7 p.m. cutoff or whatever. We weren't going to get there until like 10, 11 o'clock. So, you know, we go to Walmart, get the supplies we need for the next day and sleep in his van. We wake up the next morning, we go to um you know, park and set up the tent and everything. As soon as we park, first thing I do, crack open a seltzer. I mean, we actually had like 50 beers and 50 seltzers, whatever. Right. And yeah. we were buying drinks inside the festival ground, too. It was <laughs> lit the whole time. Yeah. Um, but anyway, before we even started pitching the tent, I crack up my first um, drink. We set up the tent while I'm drinking it. By about the time we uh, get done with the tent, I finish up the first one, crack the second one. Take a tab of um, acid. Oh. I think I took like a point one of MDMA. Oh. Uh, did a line. Oh. Then took about um, two grams of shrooms. <laughs> then uh, smoked a cigarette. And um, then uh, hit uh, the. Uh, then I uh, went outside, was chatting with the neighbors. And then while I was waiting for everything else to come up, I'm like, let me do some DMT. So oh I'm just sitting there laying on the ground, hardly able to even communicate, tripping on DMT before it's even noon. Oh, my like, Lord. Talking, like, I did all this in a 30-minute time span. Oh wow. <laughs> wow. So by the time we get to the festival grounds, of course, I'm already fucking late. Yeah. Walk, walk inside. I remember the first band that I saw was nine point because my buddy I went to, they wanted to see them or whatever. I didn't know any of the earlier bands because they were all smaller bands or whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, cool, I'm going to listen to nine point with you. And uh, one of the security guards is like, you know, doing that like arm stretch where you do your arm around in a circle. And uh, this motherfucker had 10 arms going around like a fan. <laughs> and um, the skies were just like opening up like the heavens and just swirling all around. It was beautiful and everything. I can, um, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And um, so, you know, most of the day is like absolutely beautiful like this until about uh, we get later in the afternoon. And uh, my buddy sends me to go get some pizza. Well, the lines at this place were ridiculous. Yeah. So I had to stand in line for three hours straight just to get some goddamn pizza. Oh, and man. I tell you what, by the time we got up there, I wanted two uh, large pepperoni pizzas. They didn't have any ready. And they were like, we got two uh, cheese pizzas ready for whoever wants them. I was like, forget the pepperoni. I'll take, shut up and take my money. I'll take those two pepperoni pizzas. Two pep or um, two cheese pizzas. I'm sorry. Didn't even have pepperoni on them. And two pizzas was $50. Those things were $25 a piece. Damn. But you're at a music festival, so you're going to pay the price yeah. anyway. And my yeah. buddy paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, by the time I got over to the spot where my buddy was waiting for me, he had left the spot that we were going to meet up eating. Of course. So I ate an entire large pizza by myself, <laughs> except for like three slices. Somebody came by and bought one of those slices for $10 for one slice. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody else came up and uh, tried to buy another slice. And when I told him, somebody else already paid $10. So I thought that, that was a fair price. Considering I waited in line for three hours to pay $25 for that pizza. Yeah. Oh, uh, He was like, oh, hell no. I walked away. But anyway. So then I started coming down from all the shit that I had done. Had like... I don't know if you've ever done Molly before, but that Molly hangover is no fucking joke. Yeah. So I yeah. headed back to the um campground and just passed out in the tent. It was like, fuck the rest of the night. I think I went, started laying down like 7 p.m. <laughs> and like the first day won't even over until like 10 or 11 o'clock, something like that. Oh, no, I didn't make it. So, um... <laughs> You know, wake up the next morning. My buddy's like, because he had like some spot that uh, he was like, these blue tents, when the festival's over, we're going to meet up here or whatever. Of course, I was already back at the tent. So the next morning, he was like, you abandoned me. I'm glad to see you make it back to the tent, though. I'm like, yeah, I'm surprised I did because I could barely see anything around me. Oh, I imagine, but, um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, next day is round two, and then round three, round four. I don't know. It just kept going like that for four days straight. By the time I even got home, like, uh, coming down for tripping that much, tripping became my reality. So it's like I had to reintegrate myself with being <laughs> not tripping. <laughs> um, how many ta- how, how much how much acid did you do over that four-day period, do you think? Oh, I did 10 tabs in four days. Holy shit, man. Wow. Oh, yeah, no. Can I, you still uh, left home. Can you still trip when you, like, can you can you trip consecutively like that? Does it work? I mean, you can, but, like, the more you do, the more you have to do. Gotcha. Because, obviously, doing that much that quickly, you're building a tolerance to it. Yeah. Um, I mean... Day one was probably, well, no, I won't even say day one was the most lit because, I mean, like, day three, I started sharing coke with some of the neighbors, and we was fucking partying like that. <laughs> uh, the person I came with was partying. Um, I don't know. It was lit. Like, one of my neighbors gave me a pot brandy at one point. <laughs> um, some of the, I got some liquor off of one of the neighbors. I mean, I don't know. It was just a whole big fuck fest of drugs. Wow! Just you know, maybe something to keep me going. <laughs> do, do you remember? Do you remember any of the bands that played at all? Anything stick out oh, yeah. to you? I remember um, Tech Nine. I remember Nonpoint. Um, I remember some of the bands like Skillet. I heard or whatever. The thing is, is like there was so much going on that like a lot of the bands that I just really wanted to see. It's like you're waiting in line for food, and they're happening at the same right, time. Yeah. yeah, because the hunger takes over more than you caring about seeing that band anymore. Sure. And uh, you know, I remember I saw like Anthrax, and you know, they're one of the big four uh, original thrash bands. So I was mm-hmm. expecting them to be absolutely amazing. 
But you also had to keep in mind that they're all really old. And yeah. all they did was just stand there with no stage presence, no crew, no theatrics, nothing. Just the most boring, lifeless show ever. I remember that. Yeah. Um, Tech Guy was pretty cool. Oh, uh, I remember. Um, uh, who was it? It was. um. Oh, um, wasn't Godsmack. It was another. um. Oh, I can't remember who it was, but it was like a really, really heavy band. Mm-hmm. And I was double fisting some cider. Or, yeah, some seltzers, not ciders. And um, I had some money in my hand. I remember some dude was like, you should put that money in um, your pocket. Which, meanwhile, I had on a um, freaking dress top with some leggings. Nice. Um, I'm gay, <laughs> by the way. So, you know, this whole weekend, I was wearing, like, leggings and never had any pockets. And my buddy I went with was carrying all my stuff. Well, half the time, I didn't even know where he was. (laughs) 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 But I made sure I had some money on me. Uh, Which, speaking of money, one of our uh, neighbors, that all they did was drink the whole weekend. They didn't even do any other drugs. But they were so entertained by us doing drugs and partying. They gave us $150 to keep eating and drinking. Oh, my God. (laughs) True story. That's funny. That's funny. It was $350 bills. They handed it to my buddy. And I'm like, where did you get this money from? Because he had ran out of money, like, after a day and a half. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Well, but... um, $25 $25 pizzas, that makes a lot of sense that he'd run out pretty quick. And drinks. Yeah. Because yeah. what is yeah, probably, no, you know, 12 bucks for a beer. People fisting alcohol the whole time. Yeah. I don't think we drank water or like in the morning I woke up and drank coffee and did lines. Like that's a healthy way to wake up. But hey, <laughs> I started my heart, baby. <laughs> what was that? Didn't um, I think Stevie Ray Vaughn. I think Stevie Ray Stevie Ray Vaughn started his day with a cup of coffee and and Coke. I think that's I think he called that breakfast. And uh so he <laughs> well, would, look, yeah, stir Coke into his coffee. Look, I don't know about him, but like my number one personal influence is Hunter S. Thompson. Oh yeah. His man. thing was waking up doing about ten lines of coke before doing your coffee. And then tripping on some acid while smoking all the weed in the world. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah. He, he you know. Did you ever, Adam, I'm sure you've seen it, but he wrote his, his uh, like, A Day in the Life of Hunter S. Thompson. And yeah. It, and it's, like. No, no, no. Minute by minute, how his day starts and yeah, how it yeah. ends. And it's just That's nonstop. That's what I'm referring to. Yeah. Yeah. Non-stop. That's literally what I'm referring to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I've seen the um, clip on YouTube where Joe Rogan literally reads the yes. whole thing. Yes, it's it's, it's incredible. Hilarious. Yes, it's hilarious. Yeah, man. so, like, you know, that was basically my inspiration for that weekend. Nice. Let's see if we can one-up Hunter S. Thompson. <laughs> Good luck. Well, that and I also, you probably yeah. never read this article, but if you go to Earweed, there's an article called Journey to the Center of the Universe – where this person goes with their drug dealer, which, by the way, this is ironic because I was also dealing drugs at the time, which is why I had so many drugs on me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he was talking about this story of how he went to a um, 
music festival himself with his drug dealer and ended up doing like all these psychedelics and in the middle of all of this music experience he literally took a journey to the center of the universe through how many psychedelics he had done the only reason i don't think i got to that level is the acid and the shrooms were both really weak Oh, really? Like, I'm talking one tab didn't get you tripping. You need, like, three of them fucking tabs. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, no. That was about my only saving grace, because I was popping them tabs left and right in them shrooms. Damn, man. <laughs> I kept off the MDMA after the come down the first day, because that hangover at 7 p.m. had me being like, no, I don't think I like MDMA right now. Yeah. <laughs> were, you able, were you able to feel the DMT when you did that at the same time? Oh yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, I've never. I mean, the DMZ will make you laid out and not be able to function. Where yeah. all the rest of them, like, will have you up and moving. But at the same point, the DMT lasts five minutes. Right. The rest of yeah. them last like twelve hours. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it, I've but I mean, heard yeah, you can tell DMT. which ones, which or whatever, after you've done enough psychedelics. Even when you mix them, you can tell. You know, oh, hey, these visuals are from this, and then these visuals are from this, and they're colliding together to yeah. create this or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Wow. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Four days, huh? Um, Four days. Oh, yeah. Four days nonstop. The fourth day, it was funny. Uh, we were so exhausted from three days of partying that we stayed at the tent and partied the fourth day and finished <laughs> up the rest of the drugs. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. Still, that's a, I mean, um, that, you're a trooper, man. You are a trooper. <laughs> We've talked about. Do- I mean, I'm just crazy and insane. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've had some, f- f- some festival stories on before, and it's always a huge party. You know, we talk about that. So it's, uh, We've had, ins- but has it ever been close to the party? I'm talking no, about. no. You top them <laughs> off, man. I literally gave like maybe one tenth, if not less than that, of the drugs away, and put the rest of it into my body. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're glad you're alive to tell the story. Yeah, for real. Oh, I mean. Everything that I did was a safe combination of things to be doing, and I knew they were. Yeah. Like, I thought it was funny. At one point, my friend was like, are you sure you're okay doing this many drugs? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Look, I've been researching drugs for a decade. I know this is a safe combination. I'm not putting myself at risk. I'm just having a good time. Yeah. I, I knew what I was doing was safe. I wasn't doing heroin. I've never done heroin. I never will do heroin. I hate opiates. I hate downers with a passion. Yeah. Alcohol is the higher, hardest downer I do. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, man. yeah, man. Be, I mean, there's something to be said about you know being knowledgeable about what you put in your body. I think most people, you know, they might not uh, may not be doing psychedelics and uh, or uppers of any kind. They, you know, it's still they're eating. All sorts of crap. They don't know what's in it, but uh, you know, knowing <laughs> what knowing what you put in your body is, you know, that's going to help you uh, 
just in, gen, in general, where whatever your trip may be, just the normal yeah. life or to the uh, to you know psychedelic realms of uh, discovery. <laughs> oh yeah, and fortunately for me, all the um, drugs that I got came from one person, with the exception of the coke. And that one person, they unfortunately moved to um, Texas. So I don't even have access to all that crap anymore. <laughs> but they were the best quality connect I've ever seen in my life. Oh, I forgot to mention, I also had three freaking um, dab pins on me, too. I was nonstop hitting them as well. Oh, man. But um, <laughs> they had weed in every form that it came in. They had all the psychedelics. And everything was in the highest quality, like... That you could ever possibly get. Like, I'm talking, I had people two hours away that I didn't even know that found out about me from people that they knew calling me to drive out two hours away to deliver them shit. The quality <laughs> I was getting was so good. Wow. Wow, and, wow man. Um, that's a, that's a, came that's from a... another connect. Everyone told me they've never done better coke in their life. So. <laughs> Which, granted, I mean, the um, acid and shrimps, I guess, didn't come from them, but the DMT did because they had just left for Texas right before this um, happened or whatever. So I got the, um, well, I got the shrimps from them, but they were like the uh, microdose capsules or whatever, not the Mm -hmm. ones they normally get because they Mm -hmm. um, also knew people that grew. They normally get it for people that grew, but these came from uh, California, so they got them from a different connect or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then the acid they came from a new connect, and the acid wasn't nearly as good as the acid that I got from this guy. Cause the acid that I got from this guy, like the first time I ever took acid from him, like every acid I've ever had, I've had to take two tabs. So I took two tabs, not realizing how strong the tabs were, and spent an hour ego deathing. <laughs> Which would normally take me like eight tabs to do. Wow. Damn, dude. And you were driving two hours away, so you were like Uber party treats or something, man. I mean, I wasn't even the one driving. <laughs> I was riding. Uh, well, I mean, I guess um wasn't an hour away. I don't know. It was from Greenville um, out to like the uh, beach or whatever. Mm. Um. Like, I had some people hit me up. I think it was in New Bern. Right. I don't remember yeah. how long, far away that was. But anyway. Word travels you fast. Get the point. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. Um, well, have you been- I mean, the reason for that was because I knew somebody that lived halfway between um, New Bern and Greenville. And so they knew a bunch of people in both Greenville and New Bern. Right. Okay. Yeah. So they put their people that they knew in Greenville onto me basically the story of how that happened <laughs> have you been to to uh any crazy festivals since then is, um, it, is that the last one i mean that's the only festival i've ever been to in my yeah, life yeah like i said i was just randomly invited to that i wouldn't normally have money for that kind of stuff yeah. i'm not really uh very uh i'm not good at money management and i don't really make a whole lot of money so <laughs> Yeah, but um, well, you made the most. You made the most of it. That's what the most. Yeah, that's, that's true. the most important yeah. part. Oh yeah, I mean, hey, do the most with what you can when you uh, have it, right? That's right. Exactly, man. That's right. 
That's exactly. awesome. Great story, man. Hey, that's a nice t-shirt you got on there. Oh, thanks, dude. It's brand new. Do you like that? It's one of the official What's Your Weird Story t-shirts. Where'd you get that? It's funny that you ask. I just got it off the brand new Spreadshirt.com site for the What's Your Weird Story podcast. There's no www. You just go straight to shop.spreadshirt.com backslash what without the apostrophe W-H-A-T-S hyphen Y-E-O dash w-e-i-r-d dash s-t-o-r-y and that'll take you right there i mean you can never own enough clothing well that's true barry there's t-shirts for the ladies because you know they're cut differently there's hoodies which are really cool there's two different kinds of hoodies and there's also tote bags so you can tote your stuff that's so cool man so if you guys go out to spreadshirt.com what's your weird story currently there are two designs but there will be more going up very soon so just keep your eyes out for that and if you decide to get one of our shirts tag yourself on instagram to ours or facebook show your love show us what you got let's see your true colors i mean i've had plenty of crazy times uh in like the spaz scene in greenville or whatever um back when i used to live in uh greenville or whatever oh i know a, a crazy story um, was it the 4th of July? No. Well, maybe. I, hmm. I want to say it was the 4th of July. I don't remember. But, um, no. It couldn't have been the 4th of July because that was at a different house. I don't know. It was like just before the 4th of July, I think. Um, there was uh, this um, traveling freak show that was at one of the events or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the lady that um, the house was being hosted at, she always made sure there was plenty of alcohol for everyone. But this event, she literally brought so much alcohol, she had to have an ABC license just to tr- carry the alcohol from the ABC store to her house. Damn. And um, she always made this rum punch. And um, I was sitting there with two ounces of shroom selling it or whatever. It was the only party favor I had that night, but I had plenty of it or whatever. And uh, at the end of this freak show, they had uh, this thing where uh, you donated money to them, but they don't do a normal type of donation. They have it to where, like, you can staple the money uh, to their bodies or whatever. Yeah, there you and go. the more you donate, the crazier the spot you can uh, do or whatever. And the uh, grand prize, if you were the biggest donation, was you got to staple this guy's ball sack to, you know, whichever body part of the other two you wanted to or whatever. Now, I guess the normal go-to is um, stapling his ball sack to, there was uh, one um, female that was there um, doing this or whatever. The name of the group was Cutthroat Freak Show. Yeah, those, yep. those are and, our those are our friends. Yeah, we're, yeah, those are our friends. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They've been, yeah, they've been here. They've been on the podcast. Those are good friends of ours, man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, you know, I, I barely had any um, shrooms left. You know, I'd almost sold the whole two ounces slash eating it because I was like, you know, eating them like every 15 to 30 minutes or whatever yeah. throughout the whole time I was there while drinking some rum punch. Um, and so I was like, you know what? Fuck it. 
because uh, I remember them saying, like, you know, we take 20s, we'll take your drugs, this, that, and the other. So I was like, all right, you take your drugs, I'll give you the rest of my shrooms. There's barely any left. And plus, somebody had um, freaking, uh, they were drunk and tripping and stumbled over and fell over on the table that I was serving at and absolutely poured beer all over my scale. So I didn't have a backup <laughs> scale. But anyway, so... um. You know, uh, whenever uh, I was the grand uh, winner or whatever, and while tripping balls, like feeling like I was living in a dream, like this feels so surreal, like it didn't happen, but I know it did. Mm -hmm. I got to staple um, shrooms to both their ball sacks. (laughs) 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 Oh, Um, that's amazing. Right? Man, I uh, look that spent many years there in Greenville, and um, the the summertime can get very strange because, uh, like, uh, usually during the school year, people are hanging out in the groups that they go to school with and stuff like that. But summertime, almost everybody leaves, and so that's when uh, you get this these weird uh, fall together combinations of of the stragglers, those people that the townies and the people who have stayed around and. And man, there's yeah, it uh, it's all there are many a nights that it all seemed like a dream, Just deba- debauchery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't tell you. I think every spaz event I've gone to has felt like a dream. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was doing all the drugs that I mentioned that I did at the uh, at the um, festival. At all these events, just not quite as hard. I right. didn't do nearly as many at once. <laughs> In preparation, right? You're. <laughs> yeah. As soon as you went that to the, just, the you know, as soon as you went to the staple in the ball story, I was like, that sounds like a cutthroat thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I said um. Yeah, I mean, I said it was cutthroat, but yeah, yeah, I guess I said it after that. I don't even remember. No, no, but that's, but, uh, yeah, we've had we've had a lot of those guys on and and girls, and they're they're yeah. just a good time. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's I one mean, of that's hey. one of their standards to get people to tip is the uh, the stapling body parts, bills to body parts and whatnot. So, which is uh, that's a, yeah, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. Like I'm just sitting there, like watching them, and like they barely even flinch. And I'm just like, how do yeah. you barely flinch having your ball sacks fucking staple? Yeah, no yeah. kidding. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. They, they 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 did say that like they'd have to take a couple of days off sometime after doing if it got gnarly enough, you know, yeah. to let their bodies <laughs> they sort probably of probably took a couple of days off after this event. Oh, as crazy yeah. as I was. I, Look, I think anybody that goes through Greenville, whether it's traveling circus or freak show or bands or anything, typically anybody that would go and play a house show or whatever, or just uh, any you know one of the, the local skate parks or whatever, most of the bands would have to take the next day off just by sure you know. Just by replication, just because such a good time was had by all, I should say. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, definitely, Greenville, definitely. Yeah, it's got a, it's, it's, it's got a, it's a legendary town as far as yeah, like uh, 
debauchery and weirdness. I don't even think it's the traveling bands because I think I needed a couple of days to recover after every event I went to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that too, I understand that for sure. But uh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh! Another binge I went on that I just remembered. Um, there was one time I was um chilling with some people one night. We spent all night long doing uh coke. Then the next night, there was a show. We spent the whole day and that whole night doing coke. Then I literally like got to the point where I couldn't breathe. The next day, there was a show out at the beach. I went out to that be- um, show as well. Started tripping on MDMA because I could take that orally and didn't have to snort it. And um, chilling out there and spent three days awake. Um, partying with two other people that also spent three days awake. Jeez. Wow. Is yeah. M- is MDMA and Molly the same thing? They are um, MDMA, Molly, ecstasy, yeah. whatever you want to call it. It's all the same. Yeah, it's all the same. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, usually people refer to um, the crystal version like I got because I refuse to do uh, the pills because the thing is, is you can't press pure mdma into a pill so you have to cut it with something mm-hmm. so i've only ever done um crystal mdma which actually uh reminds me of another crazy story from like a decade ago the first time i ever tried to buy mdma i bought it from somebody who i absolutely didn't trust and it was new year's eve i was a retard and got it anyway and it ended up being meth only time i ever did meth in my life and i do not recommend anyway wow um, <laughs> What was no, that? Was what was that's a, that's a good a public second of it. What was that like? Service announcement. Yeah. <laughs> what was that like? Um, let's just put it this way. The one moment that I can remember from the whole thing was the moment when it felt like there was a hundred thousand ton weight weighing my whole body down and I couldn't stand up. And then my friend took my arm, grabbed me and pulled me up off the ground. And then I went back to feeling mostly normal. How long did, did it last? Um, I mean, the main effects lasted for like a whole day, but then like, damn, you went through withdrawals for like three days. Oh shit! Oh damn. Yeah, no, do not recommend. Do not try. It's not worth it. Stay well, away. Meth is huge here where I live. I'm I'm in the Northwest Oklahoma, and it's it's. I mean, I think it's big everywhere, but yeah. People, you just you see people that just they get tied up in it, and uh, you feel so bad for them because uh, it's very difficult to kick, I guess. Um, yeah, but man, and Rocky Mount, where I'm from, people are known for doing literally everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I know. Knew about and the, the, the Rocky Mount kids, shittiest quality drugs ever. Everyone's <laughs> poor, except for the people that aren't poor, because there's a huge class divide in Rocky Mount, mm-hmm. and. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I've literally seen somebody. I actually talked to a police officer about this one day. Apparently, she's an alcoholic. But I saw somebody in the middle of a rainstorm walking down the road like a zombie with their hand in the air, uh, just swaying back and forth, walking down the road, looking purely like a zombie. I've seen that. Is that meth? Man. According to a police officer that I talked to, that, um, was working security at Waffle House uh, one time. They said that she was an alcoholic. Oh, okay. 
So, yeah. I don't know. She may have been blackout drunk. I yeah. don't really know. It could have been multiple substances. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is Rocky Mount for crying out loud. Or as, you know, the town's known for its nickname, Murder Mountain. Murder Mountain. <laughs> Rocky Mount is a tough town there in uh, eastern North Carolina, man. Those kids were always tough. There was a, uh, there was a, back in the uh, early, the late 90s, early 2000s, there was a music scene there, that, like a little, a little hardcore scene, mm. and all the Rocky Mountain bands were. I mean, just all those those kids were just tough. They were, you know. I know exactly what you mean, and all of that went away, and Rocky Mount went downhill in 1999 when Hurricane mm. Floyd hit. Dude, yeah, I remember Hurricane Floyd because the house we lived in was on a hill. And the house beside us, their floors were completely flooded. You looked down the hill, and all you saw was rooftops. And then our mm-hmm. house was the first one on the hill that was completely untouched. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Hurricane and... Floyd was crazy, man. I was living in Greenville. That was my first uh, year in living in Greenville. And it was so bad in Greenville uh, that they almost canceled uh, the school year at, D- at ECU because uh, we were out for yeah. out of classes for like two weeks i think didn't have power yeah. for like five or five or six days maybe even a week uh which that's actually when i started first uh growing my full beard out uh was because of hurricane boy because i didn't you couldn't use the water and i couldn't shave so i just started growing it out and it just and i haven't really i mean i cut it a few times since but yeah i haven't wow. yeah since but that's the that's the legend of my legendary beard um <laughs> interesting yeah but um but yeah i mean i've been born and raised in rocky mount other than those 3 years living in greenville my whole life has been spent in rocky mount and i mean i have stories you know i've seen Heroin being shot up. I've had a gun shot out the window of my car. Um, I've seen every drug known to man. Like, um, you name it, Rocky Mount has it. Yeah, yeah. How big not the, in a good way. How big of a town? I mean, it's a pretty big town. I mean, it's probably about the same size as Greenville. Mm-hmm. But the difference between Greenville and Rocky Mount is like Greenville. Oh, they're all about unity and community and like everyone cares about each other. Mm-hmm. And that with Rocky Mount, it's like everyone for themselves, dog eat dog. No one cares about each other. It's all violence and just, you know, like, I mean, there's a lot of drugs in both areas, boy. The people in Rocky Mount. You know, they're like using drugs to escape life where the people in Greenville are using drugs to get together and have a sense of community and bond. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's more like hippies out in Greenville and uh, no life thugs in Rocky Mount. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, it looks (laughs) like uh, Rocky Mount's probably around it's around fifty four thousand people. According to the 2020 census, as I look okay. here on the Google on the Google machine, so probably about um, how big is Enid, Barry? It's fifty thousand ish. Okay, so yeah, cop, probably about the same size as Enid, I guess. Yeah, big I'm enough. To give, yeah. Big yeah, enough to be rec- big, big, but small enough to be small. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I miss Greenville so much. But, I mean, I miss it for multiple reasons. Mm -hmm. The people are better there. Um, You know, like, I mean, you know, there's also the fact that, like, you know, people in Greenville are more open-minded and everything. You know, you don't have, like, all the homophobia and transphobia and this, that, and the third that you have in Rocky Mount. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I always felt like I could be myself in uh, Greenville. And, like, I don't yeah. feel like I can be myself in Rocky Mount. Yeah. I mean, I'm, like, gay and third gender, now living with my mom who's homophobic and transphobic and... I don't know. I'm just at a point in life right now. Yeah. Well, stay positive, man. Yeah, man. You know. Keep keep positive. Keep strong. You know, that's, oh, yeah. It's a, tough, it's a tough point. It's a tough thing to deal with. You know, your mom, I'm sure your mom loves you, even though she's hasn't, she seems, you know, she's having trouble with accepting you. You know, parents sometimes, yeah. they have I mean, that, especially generations. Me you know. I mean, like, you know, she let me into her house or whatever, and yeah. I mean, I guess my um, my mom and stepdad got separated at the end of last year or whatever, and pretty soon they're saying that um, they're gonna let me move into his apartment in Rocky Mount, and then he'll move in with them uh, in Nashville or whatever. I mean, I'm technically mm-hmm. staying in Nashville right now, but mm. they're basically um, it's basically five minutes away from Rocky Mount. You know, same area. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, especially whenever, you know, you're talking about doing drugs, like uh, mindset is hugely important too with that, you know, because it's, you can use drugs for a bunch of different purposes, but usually if you're trying to use them for good, um, the mindset is a big part of that, you know? Um, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I've used drugs for, uh, multitude of reasons Mm -hmm. some good some bad sure it's the yin and yang everything in life is the yin and yang i mean absolutely you have to take the good with the bad no matter what situation you're in yeah yeah you're right about that man you know yep Um, i will say doing so many psychedelics i feel like has uh like helped me realize a lot of things or whatever and Mm -hmm. made me a better person you know yeah. 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 We, you know, I mean, but that's why they're exploring uh, psychedelics, you know, in medicine and using them oh, more yeah. and more as medicine because people are realizing that they do give a that altered perspective and that, you know, they can give you a the, an inner kind of wisdom, I suppose. Yeah. You know, you can, you can. And shift your mind, yeah. you know, and because a lot of us are trapped in our own minds and you can't escape. And, you know, that's our own when, when you, your own worst enemy is yourself. And, you oh, know, yeah. when people doing psychedelics, uh, any number of them have various applications in a medicinal way and can really help people out, especially people, you know, have experienced a lot of trauma and, and, you know, a lot of just really difficult things in life to dealt with. But. Oh yeah. I mean, I have uh, PTSD Mm -hmm. and I had the worst attack of my life a month. Well, just about a month ago, like three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And I swear, like I went into a full like hallucinogenic state without drugs for like two hours 
Mm. And like having done so many psychedelics, I feel like helped me in that situation or whatever. And, you know, also just help my mind like recover or whatever. Cause it's like, you know, while it was scary, it's like, Oh, Hey, you've been through situations like this before. Mm-hmm. And it also like, you know, um, the hallucinate, the like acid and shrooms or whatever, they like take you outside of your mind and like show you how your mind works. Mm-hmm. And when you realize how your mind works, that um helps you change how your mind works. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, but yeah, you know, you know, it shows you the patterns of thinking that you have yep. that are, you know, making your life worse and helps you change those patterns of thinking to right. make them, you know, more beneficial patterns and, you know, help you to meditate and um just, you know, things like that. Yeah. But I mean, at the same point like it's the yin and the yang, because, I mean, you have to go into psychedelics with the right set and setting. If you don't, mm-hmm. like, it can also ruin your life. Yeah, definitely. That's where, like, shaman practice, I think, is, like, really important. And, like, mm-hmm. as we, you know, start exploring that as a Western culture, keeping that in mind, because if it's not done responsibly, you know, we, we like to fuck things up pretty bad as far as our pharmaceutical industry goes. So mm-hmm. I think oh, yeah. somebody that can sort of hold your hand and show you the proper way to use these things is the way to go. And it's like, that's what I worry about because um, I'm all for it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a hundred, I'm a hundred percent for, for natural medication and, and medicines, but it's mm-hmm. gotta be, it's gotta be done and it's gotta be handled with, with uh, responsibility, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which well, I, I mean, you know, it's it's the same. I it's kind of self correcting too, you know, because like you said, like those types of drugs aren't going to lie to you. If anything, they're going to open up the door of reality of what things, what's really going on, you know. Whereas maybe some other drugs mask those types of things. But at know? the same point, that's also what's dangerous about psychedelics because if you're not ready for that, mm-hmm. oh yeah. Oh yeah! Man. You know? Oh yeah! I was scared. Like, I remember my uh, yep. my uh, last uh, birthday or whatever. I mean, this wasn't a bad trip or whatever. It was just kind of like a chaotic trip. I uh, got uh, drunk and then took like two tabs in the middle of the uh, night or whatever. And, I mean, I wasn't in like you know the uh, best state of mind to be doing psychedelics at the time or whatever. But, uh, you know, I just had, like, a fuck it moment or whatever. It's my birthday or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's your birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I swear I saw, like, these demonic beings coming at me during the trip. And it was just weird and wild. And, I mean, you know, it could take your mind to some crazy yeah, places. Yeah, 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 for and, sure. Yeah. But, but, I mean, at the same point, you know, that's, like, the scariest trip I've ever had. Really wasn't that scary. I mean, at the same point, I feel like at this point, I've, like, trained my mind to be prepared for anything, you know? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it can show you the heaven, the um, gates of heaven, and it can show you the gates of hell. Yeah, right. And everything in between, you know? Yeah. Yep. But you have to be prepared for it. If you're not prepared for it, I mean, you know... Yeah. You could easily become traumatized from the experience mm-hmm. sure. instead of overcoming trauma. 
Absolutely, man. Yep. Absolutely. I think that's a good message right there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm definitely not a um, Nick Sands when it becomes to um, psychedelics. He was the one that made the uh, own sunshine tabs and thought that everyone should trip and it would change the world and make it a better place and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it would make the world a better place. And there's only one story I need to even prove that the um, what was that thing back during like the um, 70s that the government did where they like force psychedelics on people and stuff. MK yeah. Ultra. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the story of the one town that uh, got ear in their water supply and mm-hmm. it was thought to be a part of MK Ultra. I don't know if it was or not. And the whole town tripped yeah. and flipped out. And yep. it was like one of the worst drug experiences ever for everyone. Yeah, nah. Yeah, yeah. That's what the world would come to if everyone did psychedelics. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's yeah. not well, for everyone. No drug is for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Like that's, point. That's blank. a valid point. Yeah, that's a very important point. Yeah, yeah like when like it comes that, to mental health, everyone's brain is different. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that one town you're, you're talking about was I think it was in the fifties. And it was in France, and um, what was or, it? I thought it was in the United States. Well, this may be another occurrence, but um, okay, there was a, basically the same thing happened. There was a um, there was a town in France, and everybody there was like one bakery, and everybody went to that bakery, and they yeah, got that's the, bread. the story I'm thinking yep. of. And they got the bread, and it had ergot in it, which is the fungus on that grows. <clears throat> excuse me, on uh, wheat that yeah. is chemically some this pretty much chemically the same as uh lsd, LSD. is that yeah and so everybody that ate this, this bread uh pretty which is pretty much the entire town um they all had like these really crazy hallucinations they really had they all had really bad trips and people were freaking out and yeah. uh they don't know there's speculation that it happened naturally because it was a natural occurring thing, ergot. But there's also a lot of like you know speculation that it was some kind of uh, CIA or uh, you know some kind of U.S. Uh, intelligence operation, kind wow. of a psyop yeah. type thing. Well, the yeah. same thing happened in Salem, they think too. Yeah, during, yeah. The, during the witch trials. Yeah, they think there was the ergot poisoning yeah. that in, that those girls, the original yeah. uh, girls had, and they said that they saw this, you know, all that crazy shit going down, and that they were in fact just they were tripping in it, just, you know. Yeah, yeah, crazy yeah. man. But yeah, man, uh, fascinating stuff. We always like talking about stuff like this. You know, it's like the these types of things are, um, you know. Adam and I, I think, you know, we both have been around the block a little bit and, um, you know, oh, I've it, been around the block a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, these, these things are, I've always said that, you know, if you're going to do drugs, just realize what you're getting yourself into and do it responsibly, you know, and, 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 and hopefully you have a friend that's kind enough that can show you the you know how to do something in a way that's going to be less harmful i guess than than maybe some other things but then at the end of the day if you're the type of person that seeks that kind of adventure 
you're going to, at, at the end of the day, you're going to have to just jump in and see if that's something that you can deal with, you know, and some mm-hmm. people can, and some people can't. And it's not like, I think that in a lot of ways the what the drugs, what, what a, what a good trip can do for you is kind of like what you're talking about. It puts things in perspective, lets you know where you're part in this whole world, kind of where yeah, you sit. A lot of it, especially with psychedelics, isn't just even a matter of whether you should do it, but like what point in your life you should do it. Yeah, right. Because I mean, like I said, set and setting are very important. If you're going through a bad time, absolutely do not trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. But you know, if you're getting a good state of mind and you know, you want to explore your mind or you want to go to a festival and you want to enhance that festival <laughs> or whatever, you know. Yeah. Then yeah, sure, that yeah. might be the proper time to do it. Exactly. But you know, don't just oh, do it because oh hey, I'm depressed and I want something to escape. That's not the time to, you know, do psychedelics because you're not gonna escape. You're yeah. gonna go further into that rabbit hole. No, exactly. It makes it makes the things that are real to you at that moment even more real. And so mm-hmm. that may or may not be what you want for sure. You know? Yeah. yeah. But at the same point, if you're going through those kind of times, you know, you're usually looking for an escape. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, in truth, it's not really that good to escape. Yeah. And, I mean, I know this personally because the PTSD attack that I um, had, it um, came right after I stopped doing coke. I'm pretty sure the coke withdrawals had something to do with it. Yeah, sure. um, For sure, man. Yeah. Yeah. I was going through a shitty time. It was... Basically, just using coke to, um, you know, I guess cover up my mental health or mm. help my mental health or wh- however you want to put it. Yep. And um, and um, you know, it's like I shouldn't have been escaping for so long. I should have mm-hmm. let my brain heal, take a break, you know, whatever. Instead of just constantly go 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 do 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 and just push my bo- my mind to the side, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can only uh, escape for so long before your brain snaps. Yep. Yep. Yeah, because reality's always gonna win. Yep. And that's the uh, that's the thing about it. So you really have to be very careful and be very aware if you're doing anything to as an escape, uh, because you're just you know that's a momentary thing. Whether it's um, you know illicit substances or you know video games or reading or whatever you know you've all you got all those these we have all these things that uh, we used for escapism and which for at a short time and a, a while you know to kind of just like unwind get your mind off of things fantastic but when that becomes the pursuit of that becomes um, um, your reality when that becomes your, purpose-driven uh you know life is to you know through escapism then that's that's definitely time to you know you need to slow down you need to stop you need to reevaluate you know maybe seek out some kind of professional help or at least you know help through your friends or family or somebody that you know can offer you some guidance on that so you know just you've got to be regardless of what it is You've got to be, you know, very mindful of what you're doing and, and you know, and why. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, something that, like, you know, psychedelics have taught me is, like, you know, 
the same things that cause a downward spiral or the same things that can cause an upward spiral. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is like whenever, you know, you chase after uh, escapism or whatever, like essentially you're chasing the uh, pink dragon in the sky, but Mm -hmm. eventually the pink dragon just disappears and, you know, you're still chasing it even though it's nowhere in sight. Yeah. Uh, And it's like, you know, it's that system of thinking where it's like, you know, you've done this for so long. Now you feel like shit and you just don't want to feel like shit. So you keep going Mm -hmm. where, you know, you can go and do other things and not feel like shit. And that'll put you on an upward upward spiral where you don't have to keep chasing that that pink dragon, you know, go Mm -hmm. chill with some friends and don't do any um, drugs or go seek professional help or whatever it is, like you said. But, um, you know, like the small things that, you know, cause you to go downhill, all you have to do is the exact opposite to go uphill. I mean, yep. you know, it's that being stuck and just the feeling of being stuck that you have to overcome to, uh, you know, rise up or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's right, man. That's right. I think that's well said, man. I think uh, I think we should leave it there because that's a that's a good place to uh, to end. All right. Thanks, Nick. We appreciate you coming on, dude. That was great. Yeah, that was great. Those crazy stories, but also, you know, very insightful as well. And uh, yeah, we we appreciate you sharing those with us, man. Oh yeah, indeed. I hope it helps someone. Yeah. Awesome, man. That was great. Good. So we're looking for a little help from our friends. We need you, our loyal listeners, to help us spread the word about the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Just go to your current podcast provider, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podbean, YouTube. We're just about everywhere. Hit the subscribe button, download the podcast, give us a thumbs up, hit the like button, give us the highest rating you can, and give us a review. The What's Your Weird Story podcast is a community effort. Without our friends and listeners, it wouldn't be possible to do what we do. So please help us out by spreading the word. Wild. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's amazing that he's, you know, I mean, so many things could go wrong and he's, he's, but he's smart about what he's done and he's been able to not, uh, fall down that dark, dark path and, you know, and end up in a really, really, you know, bad place or, you know, even are dead. Yeah. yeah I mean, you know, let's yeah, just yeah, be yeah. straight up with it like that, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, um, you know, we both know a lot of people, we've known a lot of people in our lives that have uh, gotten trapped in a, the bad world, the bad side of, you know, narcotics and 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 and, and drugs and stuff like that but uh we appreciate nick's honesty and sharing these stories and they were wild and they were funny and fun uh to hear about i don't know if i necessarily personally would would have experienced them firsthand but you know we we really enjoyed the stories so thanks nick for for doing that and for sharing all that and being so open with with all this crazy stuff i'm i'm definitely not a music festival guy like 
I, I've been on the other side of that. That's the only way I want to experience it mm-hmm. is when I can come and go as I please. Um, mm-hmm. But hey, man, for all the fans out there that go to those music festivals, I know they love them. And um, they are a lot of fun. I know that, you know, people just have a blast at them. And uh, it sounds like he had just a royal, royal party. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. uh you know, it's one of those things where it's like you got to, uh, as a young person, if you're thinking about, you know, stepping into that world, you you need to take caution as far as, like he was talking about, set and setting. You start dabbling around with these, you know, psychedelics and things like that. It needs, you need to be taking a lot of precautions and, 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 and take some responsibility in it, man, and, yeah. and and don't treat it lightly because you will be shown something that you may or may not want to see. So that's mm-hmm. all I'll say. Mm-hmm. I know that the first time I attempted um, to take some acid, I had a buddy of mine, you know, God bless him. Uh, he was just the kindest, gentlest uh, guy to take on the first time down that road and... Uh, I'm lucky that uh, I had somebody like that that really did set the set the tone, and uh, was was very very uh, good to be with at a time like that. Um, you know that 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 is uh, I think the great thing about a podcast like this is is we can talk about how crazy and fun it is, but then you know I think it was great the way that we we kind of wound up in a place of responsibility and just just yeah. just just be. Just be very, very thoughtful in in that process, you know? Absolutely, man. I mean, mindfulness and intention are something that you can use for every day in every situation of everything, not just with drugs or not just with, you know, um, trying to summon, you know, ghost or whatever, you know, be, be mindful of what you're doing and be, have good intentions, you know, yeah. be well aware of what you intend to do and what, and the repercussions of your actions, you know, because that way you'll make more balanced, more informed and wiser decisions and how it might, it will affect more than just you, yeah. you know, I mean, because regardless of what you think, you know, your actions do affect other people. You can only be in control of your own actions. You're only res- you can only be responsible, absolutely responsible for your own actions. But you can also, you know, be responsible for your actions, how they affect other people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just, you know, I mean, that's just being mindful. You know, that's absolutely. Just, that's, and, all, that's what and it, it is. And, it will and, change your life. A hundred percent. And, so. um, you know, you just have to, you have to, and nobody can tell you how, what shape that takes for you. I know when I was a kid, I heard, hey, if you take a tab of acid, like you, you go insane. And, the, yeah. you know, um, after you do it, if you've ever done it, uh, you quickly realize that that's false. Like those, 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 those rumors, those things that you hear now, not everyone's made to do that. Not everyone's made to, to do those types of drugs because we know there's a lot of mental illness out there that gets triggered by these types of things. And that's not what I'm saying. Um, I, I'm talking about, you know, on an average, um, you're going to be okay if you do it in the right situation. Um, but just, 
just know that uh, you'll your life will never be the same. <laughs> so just, for better or worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, so take take that as, as, as advice or a warning, uh, whichever you decide. Um, you know, I'm too old to be messing around with anything like that anymore, dude. Oh, I don't yeah. know anything. Oh, I hear you, dude. You no, know? I'm with you. I'm an old. Uh, you know, everything's like. Uh, I'm about coffee is about as wild as I get anymore these days. Right. Tell you what. Um, when you get older, your body reacts so differently to everything, man. Like I feel every little, th- if I drink too much coffee or, you know, oh, yeah. you know, if I, if I miss my vitamin, my, my vitamin B12 in the morning or, you know, I, 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 I feel it. If I, if I, if I eat something bad, you know, mm-hmm. you know, too much sodium or something like you get old and your body is just like, yo, we don't like this stuff, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. But uh, thanks, Nick, for coming on and uh, reminding us what it's like to be young and crazy and fun and just looking for adventure, man. Yeah, man, for sure. And, uh, you know, Barry, you mentioned that whole thing about you. We were young. You would, if you took acid, like, was it three times or eight times? Yeah. clinically legally insane you know and that's just part of the that same era of you know urban mythology that you know of the satanic panic and dare and all of that stuff from the 80s which you know best and worst decade potentially oh yes you know i mean so many great things so many wild yeah i would i wouldn't change it for the world because (laughs) The dichotomy that was present at that time, which is part of my reason for rebelling, I guess, in a way, was just that, like, the system is telling you one thing, you know, and then the records you're listening to are telling you another thing, yep. you know, and it was just that it was a, it was and that's all I needed as a kid. All yep. I needed was a glimpse of hope and that, like. Everyone feels this way. It's not just you, you know, yep. uh, what you're being told isn't a hundred percent the truth. Um, that, that was a revelation to me as mm-hmm. a kid, dude, you know, that's because all the music you listened to was evil satanic music. It was, um, <laughs> <laughs> where I was listening to, uh, DC talk and Michael, uh, W Smith and, and the Beatles some, but, um, yeah early Beatles pre pre psychedelics. But, um, but yeah, we want to hear your stories from that fabled era of the eighties, all those crazy story drug, you know, drug use stories, warring stories, all this evil satanic panic stories, you, you know, the urban legends, all of that stuff. You know, we want you to share for that, our, our satanic panic special co- that we're putting together and coming up, um, you know, we can do short stories, uh, long, long stories. If you've got a long story to share, or if you want to write in, you can write those in. We also want to hear all your other stories, not just your satanic panic stuff, but you know, any crazy, weird, fun story. Everybody's got a good story, at least one, and we know it and we want to hear yours. And for all of those who have come on and shared their stories. We really appreciate it. It's what makes us be able to do this show that we love. And we hope you love every week. You know what? You, when you say satanic panic, I think of heavy metal parking lot. 
Oh, dude. You know? Oh, dude. <laughs> dude. If you guys haven't seen Heavy Metal Parking Lot, it was one of the it was legendary in the day. Yeah. In the pre-YouTube days, you it, it was a legendary. It was a video somebody went to a parking lot in New Jersey. So yep. I mean, already, bam, it's in a parking lot of New Jersey for a uh, a show, a concert of it was a like Judas Priest. Yeah. Um, like maybe like Bon Jovi and uh I can't Somebody remember. Else. I can't, I can't remember. remember. But I know it's Jesus Priest, and I want to say Bon Jovi, but I could be wrong about Bon Jovi. Um, but uh, it was. It would have been a, a, a hell of a show. But they're just talking to all these people, and you know, Nick, our buddy Nick, he would have been there in this video. Oh yeah, 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 um, yeah. You know, but it's all these people, and they're all talking about their love for rock and roll and heavy metal music. And it's like early, it's like 19, what, like 84. Yeah. 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 So everybody's there still great haircuts, dude. Great Great style. Tight, tight t-shirts. Oh yeah. They're all getting loaded and they're all yelling (laughs) and it's fantastic. Go find that on heavy metal parking lot. Go find it on, on YouTube. I'm sure it's there. Oh yeah. Tons of ways for sure. And it is such a, that is, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Um, but yeah, that's what your parents were scared that you would turn in, going to turn into, <laughs> yeah. uh, in the eighties. Yep. Um, you know, 100%. that you would end up in a par- heavy metal parking lot type thing, but you'd be drinking, you know, uh, the blood of, of, of virgins and, and children that's right. that have been kidnapped. That's I mean, right. a lot of stuff, you know, like, uh, we we try not we try to avoid getting political on stuff, but a lot of the stuff that was being talked about and spread around in the eighties with the Satanic Panic is a lot of the same stuff that is being used and propagated by the QAnon movement yeah. today. And it's wild because yeah. that's you know yeah it's you know here we are you know 30 40 whatever years later yeah and people are still talking about the same kind of thing they're scared about the same thing yeah and it's in, you know except now it's not necessarily heavy metal music it's it's you know video games and all of that stuff right and it's just you know yeah it's crazy it's it's, it's crazy man it's yes. crazy so yes, yes. we want to hear your stories of the of that stuff we want to hear your, all your other stories the ones that you, uh, you know, wouldn't normally share with your friends, uh, not so much out of shame, maybe out of shame, but maybe just because you know that telling some of your friends are going to get them to think of less of you or otherwise of you. We want to hear those stories. We know you all have great stories. Uh, maybe other stories that make people proud of you. Um, it's a wide variety of emotions that we carry a lot of a wide variety of weird that we allow here on the what your weird story podcast so get a hold of us in all the various ways call us at the hotline it's 513-909-9821 barry you would think i would remember that by now but i have to look at my book hey, every man. single time god bless you yep um you can contact us at wy W-S-P-O-D at gmail.com uh, or what's your weird email at gmail.com. We haven't talked about that one in a while. That one's a little bit more difficult. That's why we went with W-I-W-S-P-O-D at gmail.com because it's easier to say and spell. Um, you can check out our website, whatsyourweirdstory.com. You can contact us there. You can also listen to and download all of our past episodes, our entire catalog 
of 195 plus episodes for free. And uh, you can download and keep them. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Uh, first one's free. Tell your friends. Um, I feel like that really goes with today's episode. But all of them are free, really. But tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell um, your coworkers. Tell people you don't like. Go get your people's phones. Open up their Apple iTunes or whatever. Uh, whatever they listen to their podcast on. Find What's Your Weird Story subscribe for them and so then and enforce them to uh you know listen to us i get maybe consent should be gotten but you know maybe they need to better their lives you know i don't know <laughs> that's a very how very area. evangelical of you <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've been digging into the uh the satanic panic uh, stuff maybe that's where that's at so <laughs> but yeah get a hold of us uh, let's have you on. Let's hear your stories uh, or email us your stories, all that good stuff. Uh, we love you guys. We'll see you next time here in Weirdsville. Barry, any final thoughts? No, get in touch with us. Let's do it. All right. Take it easy. Weirdsville. We'll see you next time. And until then, be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.